This episode is sponsored by the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. If your goal is to level up your jazz playing this year and feel confident improvising over jazz standards, the Inner Circle has everything you need and more. With monthly jazz standard studies, a library of powerful courses, and a vibrant community of like-minded musicians, you're guaranteed to improve your playing every single month. Podcast listeners can get 50% off their first month when you go to ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. Today on the podcast, I have a member of my team, Brett Pontecorvo, on the show with me to discuss two questions. And those questions are, what is one musical skill you are or were lacking that caused you some trouble in your career? And if you could start over, what would be the one musical skill you would master? A lot of gold within these hills. Let's do this thing. Welcome to the LJS Podcast, where you get weekly jazz tips, interviews, stories, and advice for becoming a better jazz musician. And now your host, he's a jazz musician, author, and entrepreneur, Brent Bartstra. What's up, everybody? Brent here from Learn Jazz Standards, where we help musicians just like you learn how to play jazz, all while shortening the learning curve, no matter what instrument you play. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. Now, if you're one of our Inner Circle members, you may have noticed within the last three months that we launched an exclusive show called The Inner Circle Show. Now, if you're not one of our Inner Circle members, this is only a show for our Inner Circle members. It's a video podcast. Um, but we do a lot of things on the show where we talk about, you know, just news and what's going on in the inner circle, community updates, what kind of musical wins are people having? So some kind of housekeeping stuff. But then we also do a behind the scenes of the jazz standard study that we're uh, studying for the month and some details that maybe we didn't cover in the teaching video, as well as some discussions of the month where we kind of ask each other, me and Brett Pontecorvo, who is the co-host of the show, some questions. And I thought I'd share on the podcast today, even though this show is is just for our Inner Circle members, I wanted to show, uh, share with you just a portion of the podcast because um, we had a really good conversation uh, for this month's Inner Circle show. And I thought I'd just give you a little sneak peek uh, into what that is in case you're not one of our Inner Circle members um, and just wanted to share the love with the rest of the podcast as well. So the, the two questions of our discussion were, what is one musical skill you are or were lacking that caused you some trouble in your career? And so I answer the question and Brett answers the question. And I think you'll just kind of learn some things from us today, some insights through our experiences. And you can start thinking about that question for yourself. And then, of course, take action on it. And then the second question we asked was, if you could start over, what would be the one musical skill you would master? Like knowing what we know now, what would we do differently? Or what would be the thing that we would focus on in the first place? So both I answer and Brett answers. And uh, I think you're going to find this really valuable just to kind of listen into our conversation and see what it's all about. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right into that. Okay, that's the Jazz Standards Club study. All right, to end the show today, let's do our discussion of the month. We have two questions. Two questions. Oh, gosh. Yeah. First question. What is one musical skill you are or were lacking that caused you some trouble in your career? 
Who wants to go yeah. first? You should. I think I went first last week. You, you should, you're right. You're right. Last month. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So now this one's embarrassing <laughs> because it's way too cliche. Yeah. As a guitar player. I'm ready and for it. What do you think it is? You exclusively only read tablature until your 25th birthday. I didn't even read tablature very well. <laughs> okay. So let me tell you, let me tell you a story really quick. Okay. Yeah. So I studied and I may have said this, told this story on the podcast at one point. Um, I don't even remember what I said on the podcast. How it's how many episodes we've done, but um, I studied with the late great Vic Juris. He's a guitar player. He was a guitar player. Um, passed away a few years ago. Um, and so I go out to his place, uh, in New Jersey and take the train out there, study with him. One particular, this is when I was in college, by the way, one particular day, um, you know, he had, he, I'd taken a good handful of lessons. So he kind of knew that I could play well and like, you know, yeah, your improv's pretty good. So he sits me down and he pulls out a big stack of sheet music. <laughs> and already like my heart's starting to go do, 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 do. and you know he puts one piece of sheet music and says you take the melody one two i want two three four okay we play through it you know i i'm i like the the first four bars i'm already screwing up right i'm already missing notes and i'm like and and, and i'm noticing though that he's not stopping comping like he's not stopping. He just keep going. <laughs> he just point on the piece of the sheet music where we were and expected me to pick it up. So then I would, we did it, finished it. It was just like, wow, this is, this is the worst takes the, he didn't say anything by the way. He just takes a piece of sheet music off, puts it down, pulls out another one, puts it out in front of me. And he's like, all right, one, two, one, two, and then he would ask me to do the comping sometimes. And I would do that pretty well, actually, because I wasn't that bad. And I had like played, done a lot of playing singers and stuff like that. Um, but my sight reading skills, like, I mean, you could sit, put a piece of sheet music in front of me. And it, if you gave me like a couple days, you know, yeah, I could go show up to the gig and I could play your tune. Um, but that wasn't bad. And, and so we did that for the entire hour. And literally after every song, I didn't say it, it was just dead silence, you know. And it's not because Vic was actually a very nice guy, but he was also like old school, right? Just like, hey, you're was, suck at were you just sweating? Was, was the, it just the, profuse? The energy was, yes, just it was horrible. <laughs> it was absolutely horrible. Anyways, oh. I definitely had a few moments there where like, um, even at like a gig where like, it's just my, my reading skills didn't match my other abilities, you know? Yeah. Again, Definitely wouldn't consider myself the worst of the worst of the guitar players who literally can't read. I could read, but there are still some situations professionally. Now, the funny thing is like for jazz, like you don't really need to be a great sight reader. It's just that if you're doing it in some sort of professional setting, at some point, a horn player is going to put something yeah. in front of you or a piano player is going to put something in front of you and be like, expect you just to do it. Yeah. And so that's where guitar players who aren't traditionally trained to read um, just from traditionally stylistically, the kinds of music we start learning, playing our instrument on. Yeah. Yep. That sucked. I've gotten a lot better at reading. I still would not say though, that I'm a great sight reader would not say that. Yeah. So that's my, yep. that's my thing. <laughs> well, so my thing is actually the same. Whoa. 
which is funny. So like, just to give people some context, like I, when I learned piano, I never learned to read music. Really? And I did, I did have a teacher who was great and we only worked by ear exclusively by ear. Um, in, in it, a way. <laughs> it was really helpful for a lot of things. Um, and he was kind of into funk. He played a little bit of jazz. Um, I will say this. The reason why I still love music was because he made me love music. You know what I'm saying? There are right. a million opposite stories. Anyway, side note, <clears throat> at some point in high school, I was like, I think I'm going to be a jazz musician, which was extremely ignorant because I never played jazz. I didn't, you know, I did a lot of show tunes, did a, a decent amount of that type of thing. Um, but yeah, when I came to school and I couldn't really play jazz well, cause I had just started to learn, right. Couldn't really read well. Cause I'd never been taught how to read. And I was just like, I am not, I'm not a pro. <laughs> like I'm like, I'm not, I'm not that I'm lacking. Right. Um, and so I actually ended up first class. I actually don't maybe you might've been in this class. Um, but they were having us do something and and if it was professor reeves anyway they had me solo over something and it was just it was a train wreck it was a blues they were had me solo over the blues yeah it was the worst most embarrassing solo i've taken in my life and they actually stopped the song and were like hey uh what have you been doing for the last 18 years that was the question so you know just as all of you know like your humanity wow. drains out of you um and i was like well i've been doing a lot of show tunes which was true but just like you i had time to learn things you know right right um so anyway from that conversation i ended up starting doing more show tunes and i had to work overtime to relearn how to read yeah. um and, and i now, remember this period of time for you yeah yeah and now now i'm a great reader yeah, now I, I was going to say, like, I wasn't <laughs> expecting you to say this, honestly. Yeah. Um, now, now I'm a great reader. But actually, it was like kind of the culmination of all of these things that made me end up that way. And also, for those of you who don't know, I did spend a lot of time being a musical theater accompanist playing for vocalists. So the whole job was somebody puts music on your stand, you read it, you know. Yeah. Um, so I, I had the the benefit of a lot of repetition. But yeah, that's that's what it was. It caused me a lot of trouble, actually. We've all been, had that. Like, we're, <laughs> anyone who's tried to do this at a higher level, yeah, you've at some point you've been thrown into the fire, and mm -hmm. you're basically burning, and you come out the other side charred, and then eventually, yeah. years later, you grow back your skin and everything again, and you're fine. But yeah. you know, but, this is this is another thing that I feel like is important since we're talking about this. Musicians, you have to be literate. Yeah. You just have to be some amount of literate. Yeah. It's like learning a language, but not learning to write. Right. Like just be a little bit literate, learn a to read, learn to read enough to communicate. Because I think what people don't talk about is like not having access to written information cuts you off from like 75% of the knowledge. It's right. the reason why books are so important. Um, right. Anyway, it doesn't mean you have to be a great sight reader. It just means, and that be goes for, <laughs> and that goes for everything. Be be literate with like hearing. Yes, right? exactly, absolutely. Like, so notation, but hearing 
mm-hmm. you know, know some theory as well, right? That's mm-hmm. why we talk about theory too. We're not trying to like bang theory over your head and tell you mm-hmm. if to know everything, but just the basics, right? That, that, that can help. Mm-hmm. Here's the good news. <laughs> You're not in a situation like me and Brett where like, it's like, <laughs> do it now or die. Um, yeah. Take your sweet time and enjoy the ride and have some fun. Yeah. So, yeah. all right, next question. Last question. If you could start over like music, right? Like just like from the very beginning, like you don't mm-hmm. even know how to play it right now. What would be the one musical skill you would master? Knowing yeah. what you know now, what would be that one musical skill? Who wants to go? <laughs> Is it me again? I guess. Yeah, just... go ahead. It makes sense right. for you. Yeah. Um, all right. So I thought about this one for a little bit because I, at first I thought there's going to be an obvious answer. And at first there wasn't until I really started thinking about it. And I think the thing that I would focus on or have people help me with is rhythm and time feel. All right. Now, why do I say that? Because obviously like there's other things I want to say, like, well, I wish I just had the best ears in the world and I could hear anything that came to me. And if someone, when I was like a little toddler was like feeding me music night and day and helping me play by ear, where would I would be now? Like I could say those things, which would be great. But here's the thing. You could play all the right notes and stuff like that. And you could be great at improvising. But if your rhythm, like knowledge, literacy of rhythm and ability to feel rhythm and ability to feel rhythm over time is not good. You literally sound like an amateur. Um, and I feel like it's, it took me a long time, even though like I had gained a pretty good, uh, ability to play. It took me a long time to get to that point where I was like, Hey, I, my lines are grooving. My lines are swinging. I'm not rushing like horribly or dragging horribly, Oh, I can actually play some rhythmically interesting ideas without getting lost or fall apart. Like it took me too long to be able to do that. And I just wish someone would have been like, um, Hey, don't focus only on harmony and melody and, and technique and stuff on your instrument. Like focus on that. Anyways, that's mine. Yeah. Um, that is definitely one of mine as well. Um, I'll tell you a little story. I, so I used to musical direct a lot. I was doing a production of hair um, for any of you that know that, that show. And there was a particular song where I could never really get the tempo, right? So when you are conducting a band and your rhythm is bad, (laughs) right? Well, story. (laughs) Now, now it's, you know, it's, you know, seven people are now going off of your poor rhythm. Um, And I had this, you know, kind of moment and we, you know, we got around it. And also like, you know, working in a theater is also a little bit different because everybody has a different idea of what the tempo should be. Right. And everybody is correct. So there's a little bit of that that happens, um, like even playing to a metronome. But yeah, if I if I could go back, I think it would be it would be rhythm. It would be time so that like uh, that. I left that job, left that job feeling terrible. Yeah, because it just never got quite right. Um, all of these things are learning experiences, right? Like we're only talking about the worst of the worst here, but like, yeah, it wasn't great. Um, and that could have saved me a ton of grief. If I could add one other thing though, it would be practicing effective practice. 
that, is this another it, plug for our course that's still it, to come out? <laughs> um, it's it is a, it's a slight plug for our course, but I do wish that somebody had taught me how to quickly get to what mattered and then problem solve it. Like that that would have saved me a lot of grief, you know. Yeah. Um, like when you're a pro musician and you're just learning just stupid amounts of music. Yeah. You need a solution for how to do it efficiently. Yeah. Um, and I just, at the start of my career, did not have that skill. Didn't yeah. have it. So, yeah. That, that's a, that, yeah that, and that's, that's such a good one because like, I mean, how much time have I wasted not efficiently practicing or not practicing the things that were going to give me the biggest bang for my buck, right? <laughs> um, or just what really mattered. Like, right. You know, and in the inner circle, we have like a bit of a different, you know, scenario because people are learning, they're focusing on learning one tune. There's not sort of the like monetary pressure of delivering this product, but like, you know, you don't have to practice what you know. Right. Like you don't have to practice what's easy. Like growth is usually from practicing the three bars at the end of the song (laughs) that are really hard. Right. Um, which that's always the part that we don't want to do the most, but you know, eat the frog, get that out of the way first, grow quickly by, you know, doing the stuff that's just the right amount of challenging. Right. Yep. No, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that was great. All right. So that's it for the show. So that's another, uh, inner circle show in the books. Um, looking forward to seeing what you guys all do in the community. Mm -hmm. Um, looking forward to seeing you guys, stumble over giant steps that's a good thing (laughs) yeah yeah i'm excited for it too it's it's you know there's just massive victory waiting for us right like growth and growth and growth and it's another standard and it's almost more about the whole collective of the last 12 months and the last 24 months and the last 36 months of adding one tune to your repertoire growing your skills, growing the habit of practicing, Mm -hmm. growing the habit of being active and taking feedback and giving feedback. Like the wins here is the exponential value of continuing to commit to growth. Um, So giant steps is going to be awesome, but also you're awesome for still showing up, still committing to growth, still doing the thing. That's where the gold is, you know, beautiful. Yeah. All right, fellas. See y'all later. All right, that's all for today's show. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Do appreciate it. Hope that you enjoyed that and uh, that little sneak peek into the Inner Circle show and my conversation with Brett Pontecorvo. Uh, By the way, ljsinnercircle.com. That's where you can check out our Inner Circle membership. If you're someone who is interested in improving their jazz playing, learning a new jazz standard every single month, having a community of other musicians playing all sorts of instruments, there to support you, there to help, and uh, just to make exponential progress in your playing, then the Inner Circle could be a great choice for you. So ljsinnercircle.com where you can learn more about it. All right, we're going to be coming out with another great episode of the podcast, so make sure that you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. If you happen to listen on Apple Podcasts, feel free to leave us a rating and review. That always helps. Do appreciate that, and we'll see you in the next one. Until then, happy practicing. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the LJS Podcast, brought to you by LearnJazzStandards.com. 
subscribe to the series on iTunes. And don't forget to join our jazz community at learnjazzstandards.com forward slash newsletter. Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. That's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. I look forward to hearing your question and answering it on a future podcast episode. Learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask or find the link in today's show notes.